Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes. Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Bike Radar Podcast, brought to you by the team behind BikeRadar.com, Cycling Plus, and MBUK magazines. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe. And if you can do so, leave us a rating on your podcast provider of choice. It really helps us reach other cyclists like you. Hello and welcome to the Bike Radar Podcast. My name is Jack Luke, and I'm just back from a visit to the 2023 World Championships in Glasgow. In between seeking saucy tech scoops and eating the finest fare of my home nation, I enjoyed watching the racing action at the Chris Hoy Velodrome. Sunday found me briefly watching the qualifications for the men's elite individual pursuit, where Australia's Connor Leahy put in a storming effort on board a new factor track bike, eventually seeding sixth ahead of the final event. This led to some enthusiastic cheering from a group of Australians behind me, and who should be in their midst but Paul Collins, the technical director for the Australian cycling team. I took Paul aside to try and tease some details on Factor's new bike, but the ensuing conversation was more enlightening than I could have hoped. Listen on to hear Paul's take on what he thinks could be behind Jumbo Visma's success at the 2023 Men's Tour de France and the hottest trends in track tech today. Before we get stuck in, Please excuse the audio quality of my recording. This chance encounter found me in a side corridor off to the side of the velodrome next to a beeping fire alarm. Now we go back to Glasgow. Well, in possibly the most serendipitous moment of the World Championship so far, I was sat up in the stands. Who have I bumped into? Paul Collins, the Director of Engineering for the Australian Cycling Team. And we've just watched, which one of your riders? Connor Leahy. Connor Leahy's come first in the qualies for the individual pursuit so far, and he's riding a very tasty looking new factor track bike, which has been pretty under the radar, uh, but I'd love to pester you with some <laughs> questions about it. So first off, 
give us a little bit of an introduction as to what you're kind of doing here at the event yeah. and a little bit about how you've worked with Fact around this new bike. So yeah, Director of Engineering for Cycling. Uh, my role encompasses all apparel, technology, and innovation and data for the organisation across all our teams. So not just track, but road, MTB, you name it, we're involved, BMX Freestyle. So cool. my role here at Glasgow is to support the team in the background, looking after technology, obviously, and, and Paris, qualification, oh, yeah, Paris qualification of that technology, but also debuting some new concepts across multiple teams. Um, so we've got some new stuff in the Road TT coming up in a few days. We've got some, yeah, yeah. Um, and we've also, you know, supporting our BMX freestylers and some data analytics there. And so it's my role is across the entire organisation. Wow, you're a busy man. Sounds like you've been kept on your feet. How are you I sleeping? Uh, I don't, I don't, but I've got a fantastic team. Like, I've got some really great data scientists and performance analysts in my back behind me, it is, you know, they're awesome and uh, they help me out immensely and I can't be more proud of what they're doing right now. Amazing. Well, this Factor Track bike we've just seen on the track, you know, what what kind of top line gossip can you give us on this new bike? It's faster. Um, <laughs> you know, look, we've built a really great team in Australia and, and with Factor. So it's not just one thing. It's This has been a really big team effort. So, you know, just to drop a few names, we've got obviously Graham and Rob from Factor who've been massive supporters and, and sort of on this journey from day one. We've got Ken Bellhouse from Sync Economics based out of Melbourne. We're his stuff almost mm. ubiquitous across time trials now. Um, we've had uh, Brendan Gilholm from L2T, our CFD consultants, um, Australian Institute of Sport, and obviously myself and my team all feeding into this design of what is a track bike for Paris. And it's kind of the thing is what how fast do we need to be? But also it's a system, right? So not one thing in isolation. We've been working with Santini on our apparel. We've been working with cask on helmets. And so, you know, Connor just did an amazing effort. Sub 410, any day you can go for sub 410 is a good day. We had Ollie also do a sub 410, which was tasty. Yeah. As you, as your work. <laughs> um, but yeah, we are looking at the system. How do we get a single rider, in our case, the TP? How, as the system, do we go fast? Mm. And so looking at that bike, you know, what's the sort of like key design differences versus yeah. your previous bikes if you're racing so, at this event? Obviously, we've gone wide forks. I mean, that's mm. pretty standard, right? Mm. And so we've really looked at the wide fork concept and it does work. And, and look, hats off to Hope Lotus for really debuting that concept mm. four years ago mm. and, and really changing how we think about bike design. Uh, and then we've also done some really cool stuff with the rear stay. Um, obviously, we've gone a little bit wider, but there's also some really interesting things that we've done in CFD that worked. Like, you know, there was some experimental stuff. You go, mm, you know, you kind of look at it and go, eh, I don't know about that. But um, it did work, and, and we kind of saw a really cool thing happen uh, in the tunnel. And one thing I will say is we've been consistently faster from CFD to wind tunnel to on-track testing. It's always been fast. And that's something we're really proud of, that we had some crazy ideas. The other one is the centre mast. If you have a look at how we've done the cockpit, we really rethought how do you fit a person. The, the person's 80% of the drag problem. Uh, and it is a problem because you're just trying to always iterate that problem. So. And if we can get them in a really great position. So, yeah, if you get a chance to see, and there's some stuff online, obviously, but if you see the centre mast, you'll see there's a centre mast, there's a custom riser stem that we've designed, and then we've got the sync ergonomics. And so that custom riser with the centre mast, we've really rethought how do you fit the individual to get the stack, the reach, and also just the cockpit all in line so that we can reduce drag. The one question I want to ask you, you mentioned the fork 
perfect segue. You know, there's been a bit of a divergence in design philosophies where you've seen the likes of that new Canyon Speedbacks track, very narrow, and that's been very much the focus. But on the other hand, we have your new factor, the loop bike, the hook bike, they're very much going the opposite with yeah. these wide forks. Well, do you think there's anything interesting in that, in the sort of split? Yeah, I, I really believe this comes down to your team and their philosophy and their design philosophy. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer in engineering and product development. It's what works best for you and your team. So, you know, seeing Canyon go one way is awesome and seeing others go the other way is also awesome. And I think that's part of the fun of being here at these World Champs, right? Is like, we all, we're all showing our cards now. Like, there is no secrets. Mm -hmm. We know who's doing what. We've seen what Santini's producing. We've seen what Vortex's producing. We've seen what Bioracer's is producing and also all the bikes. So, yeah, there's no cards left to play, right? We're all just looking at each other going, hmm, it's now up to the athletes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's kind of good. And I think, you know, we've I've had a lot of conversations with uh, Brendan and our CFD team on this one and looking at, okay, He's got some philosophies, which I really bought into. Um, so Brendan's done a lot of work in the Formula One domain for years prior. And he's got a, a certain thought process around how he wants to see airflow. And we had a lot of robust conversations around airflow, flow management, that sort of stuff. And yeah, that's where we kind of said, let's go wide because it allows us to do certain things. Um, and so I'm not saying, you know, Canyon's wrong, they're right. They've got a bike that they know is fast as well because you wouldn't release a yeah. slow bike, right? You know, the Danes and the Americans don't invest in slow equipment, especially the Danes. You know, they're a red-hot favourite, and that's they're a benchmark. So, yeah, it, I think it's exciting to see the diversions of thought. And, you know, we've got, I don't know, how many engineers across this, this tech domain now, you know, from crew at Canyon, the crew at Look, you know, the, myself and, and the Factor team, all trying to compete with each other on this this technology frontier. And I think that's exciting, honestly. And and I love the divergence of thought because it will breed more innovation and more ideas as we continue to iterate through forward cycles. Outside of frame design, you've mentioned a little bit about kit. Are there any other sort of hot tech trends that you're spotting on the track which have got you excited? Maybe coming away with a shopping list after this yeah, uh, week? I, I mean, I'm pretty, is it, I'm very systems focused. So one thing I look at is heat management and thermal management of the core. So core temp is critical, especially in longer duration events. Like, so TP is borderline especially when you're taking the full warm-up. So if you look physiologically, the warm-up routine, pre-cooling, in-event cooling, if possible, and we're looking at some chemistry and some textile treatments to be able to aid evaporation and cooling effects. And, you know, running companies have been doing this for years, so it's not a secret, but it's how do we draw some of those um, technologies from other domains into the cycling domain. Uh, and then obviously the points race and Omnium stuff. You want those longer duration events, you want to keep the athlete as cool as possible for as long as possible. And I think Dan Bean's done some great work with Philip Garner on the hour record about cooling in general. So I think that's just a key learning that we all need to take forward. But you know, the, the double layer fabrics versus single layer fabrics, you know, how we're producing that. I think we're all looked at how do we get around certain um, constraints now. We're also seeing a divergence on um, you know, some of the materials that we saw last time at New Zealand, they had like that really polymeric looking thing and we saw the Italian um, team just wear quite a, I'd say almost a polymeric style fabric. Um, what, do you, what do you mean by polymeric? So it's kind of like a uh, coated fabric. Okay. Yeah, and so I think we're getting deeper and deeper into the, you know, fibre construction of these fabrics to allow different aerodynamic events to happen, whether you went vortex, uh, vort, uh, vortices or if you want smooth flow. And every athlete's different. 
So this is the other thing we've really picked up on. So I can't apply the same, almost the same CFD rules to, or aero rules to a Matt Glatesar than I can to a Matthew Richardson. You know, I've got two immensely talented sprinters on our team and their flow management around their bodies because they're so morphologically different is difficult, right? We know that one might have an updraft and one might have a downdraft and they're still sitting in the team spring together. So that's really challenging. And so the takeaways are is there's not one solution. It is unique solutions for each individual and then you've got to aggregate that to a team and then you've got to aggregate that to a philosophy. As a very sweaty Scotsman, I quite like the idea of this uh, cooling yeah. technology. That sounds quite appealing. I think I'd require that if I was on your squad. Uh, well, so I'll give you a hot tip. Um, the cooling technology that we've actively been exploring was also used at Vinigard by in the Tour de France. Hey, good gossip. Yeah. Excellent. So what does the rest of your time here on the track and elsewhere look like? Yeah. What's, what's next on the cards? So next for me is uh, I'll watch a little bit more of the track um, today and then I'll head off to a couple of things. I'll support the road race. Um, I'm going to go see the, the men race to, uh, later today. And then, um, yeah, I head home to uh, keep working on stuff. How exciting. Well, thank you very much for speaking to me. What a fun chance encounter yeah. and all the best to you and the Australian athletes. No, thank you for reaching out. It's awesome. Great. And great for the interest. Thank you very much for listening to the Bike Rider podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and give us a cheeky five-star rating. And if you have any questions or comments, as always, please send those through to podcast at bikerader.com. We love hearing your feedback and it's always very helpful to hear future ideas for new podcasts. In the meantime, thank you for listening and I'll speak to you again soon. Thanks for listening to the Bike Radar Podcast. If you've not done so already, please subscribe and share with your friends or leave us a rating if you've enjoyed this episode. Hey, I'm Ali Colbert, the host of Breaking Down with Ali Colbert. I'm going to break down. Are you going to break down? Let's break things down. Let's break down ourselves, each other, barriers, stereotypes, glass ceilings, maybe also just glasses. Tune in every week as I'm joined by celebrities, experts, and other comedians. I ask all the questions you need the answers to. Follow Breaking Down with Ali Colbert on Spotify to get new episodes every Wednesday. 